The goal of this podcast is to help you break in and thrive in advertising. And we do that every week by sharing the stories and advice of those rocking it on the other side. In this episode, we talk about Emery Barnes' journey into marketing and advertising. Emery is currently a brand supervisor in DoorDash's creative studio, working on the consumer and partnerships businesses. We talk about the intentional moves he made early in his career to land jobs at some of the world's largest agencies and on some of the largest brands. Emery also gives tangible tools on how someone without a decorated resume can land their first internship and how to position that experience to land their dream job. He also goes in depth about how to make and sustain relationships as you're interviewing for different positions, how to ask for what you want intentionally and concisely, and how putting your ego aside can help you get farther in your career. Lastly, Emery details the importance of locking in and focusing on your own journey instead of comparing yourself to others as you're rising up. This is so, so important. I can't wait for you to listen. And you can connect with Emery. We have his LinkedIn in the bio. And also, I listed out his recommended resources exclusively available on our Instagram at Breaking and Entering Pod. That's all one word at Breaking and Entering Pod. You're going to love this one. Now, on with the show. This is the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. And as usual, I'm your accomplice, Gino Schellenberger. Kick it, Mikey. All right, Emery Barnes, welcome to the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. It's Emery Barnes, is that correct? That's correct, and I appreciate you having me, Gino. I'm a big fan. I've been following you for a while on this. So one kudos on everything you've been doing with this. Um, it's really cool to see how you've evolved this and get some pretty big names on here. So honored to be here, and I'm excited. Hey, we lo- I love to hear that, and I'm honored to have you on. You've had such a, a great career already, and you're you're fairly fresh in your career. I think this is going to be really helpful for all of our student listeners because you've you've worked at some amazing agencies and now you are a brand supervisor for the creative studio at DoorDash. So we're mm-hmm. talking client side. We're talking DoorDash. Mm-hmm. I see a Leo Burnett in here. I see some okay. other big, I see a Mullen in here. They got a momentum. I mean, we got some big names and some big roles. Yep. So we got a lot to talk about here and I'm excited Love to learn. Where do you want to start? Let's start with how is your day to day. Tell me about what's life like over. You're in New York City. Give us. I'm a in New York. I'm in New York right now. I live in Chelsea, but I'll start it back with college for the most part. I mean, even before that, I always knew I wanted to get into marketing. Um, my dad worked at Gillette. He did trade sales there, so I think I was pretty fortunate early on just to be able to shadow him. He took me into the office a few times, really see what was going on there. And then, where is that office at? Where did you grow it up? It was in Schaumburg, Illinois. Yeah. Um, so he traveled a bit. I'm born and raised in Naperville, Illinois, so Chicago suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, right before they got bought out by P&G, um, now they're in Cincinnati, but they're in Schaumburg, so right outside of Chicago. No, oh, I didn't know that. And my mom is an architect, so it was really cool growing up with both of them because I got to see like firsthand business experience, corporate America, but also the, the creative side of things with my mom. Yep. So. Uh, I think I took that going into college. I went to Butler University, studied marketing, didn't really know what I wanted to do with it. Marketing is so... Why'd you go to Butler? It's a great question. So 
few reasons. I wanted to be close to home, not necessarily in Illinois, where if something came up or I wanted to see family, I can be a few hours away driving, but not in my doorstep. What's the distance on that? It's about three hours. Perfect. Uh, I had some family in Indiana too, so it re- really made it feel like home. I wanted a small school. Um, mm-hmm. My high school had about 4,000 plus people. Which one? Niqua? Niqua, yeah. Yeah. Um, graduating class had 1,084, if I'm not mistaken. It was so big where they told you you couldn't clap because there's so many people you would have been there for hours. So, yeah. Yeah. So Butler really drew me, I think, for a few reasons. One, the proximity, as I mentioned. Two, it was small. I wanted a school where I can still be a human, a person, not just a statistic. Yeah. I was really drawn by their business program, too. I think um, they have this thing where you have to do two internships by the time you graduate. So getting that firsthand experience, um, Indianapolis itself is like, it's a pretty sizable city and not necessarily yeah. anything like Chicago, LA, New York, but enough where you can get some work experience um, and still have that culture. Um, and I actually ran track there for a year or two. So um, as I was doing my research my senior year, I just kind of looked up some colleges that had good business programs, were close by, like were pretty well academically ranked um, and Butler came to be. So nice. um, that brought me there. Studied marketing, didn't really know what I wanted to do with it because there's so many different avenues you can go. Um, there's like traditional marketing and more so like brand marketing. You can do advertising, you could do sales, PR, et cetera. So I went in bright eyed, not really knowing what I wanted to do. Um, but what was really helpful throughout my time there is I did a lot of internships. So um, came to Butler with a pretty blank resume um, and then left, I think, doing five internships. The first one I did was with. Whoa. How do you get five internships in yeah, four years? It's a great question. Um, so I didn't have any my first <clears> year, my freshman year. But the interesting thing about Butler is the culture was very like academically and success driven, which I think nice. played a huge role into where I'm at now. I think like getting into internship was really cool. Um, it's kind of funny. Like I went to a public high school, but like going to Butler as a private university, um, like having an internship was something that was like, oh, like you have status, you have like, you're cool. So um, I remember leaving my freshman year, I was like, I need an internship, like, but how do I get one? So I went on Google, typed in marketing and internships in Indianapolis and came across one at Habitat for Humanity. And I remember like seeing the, the page for it, ended up applying. And what I did in my interview, um, I was able to go and basically take the job description and then translate that into output of everything that I would have done. So like if they had said, okay, we want someone to manage marketing material or social media, like I put in at the end of my internship, this is what I'm going to accomplish. So it wasn't necessarily selling myself on the experience I didn't have. It was more about what I could bring and what I was going to do if you hired me. Whoa. What was the form of that? You just conversation? Conversation. Email. I mean, like getting an internship interview was one thing, but it was in the actual conversation. I remember like I drove to the office, like had that's an a, that's a foreign concept already. Yeah, had it. Yeah, I know it's only yeah. water. But um I had an entire presentation. I was like, um, took the job description, basically it was like, these are all the things you're asking for. Like here are tangible ways that yeah. we can help bring it to life. Um, and I think that really made me, that really made me stick out. So had that internship, that was great. I'll fast forward. I studied abroad in Barcelona and got an internship there. I think that opened a lot of doors for me, just having the 
cross-cultural experience. Um, the entire internship was predominantly in Spanish. Um, my boss spoke English, but really encouraged me to um, speak Spanish during it as well. So, um, oh, nice. Yeah, being able to just be in that environment and see the world beyond um, just America, I think it really opened my eyes to what I wanted to do, but also what's important in the world. So then during that experience, I ended up interviewing, or actually, no, I applied for Momentum Worldwide, as you mentioned, and there were three internships in Chicago. I didn't really know anything about Momentum outside of they did activations, experiences. It seemed like a music marketing internship, which I was really interested in at the time. And great. I ended up applying to all three of their internships. So one was a creative internship, one was a strategy internship, and one was a business leadership internship. So like account management. Yeah. And I remember justifying, I was like, oh, I'm creative, I'm strategic, I'm a business leader. And then got an interview, um, kind of forgot about it, actually. It and which one? The which business one? leadership one. Gotcha. Um, and then, it, yeah, a few months went by. I honestly forgot that I applied for it interviewed again i was in barcelona at the time i think they really found the internship i was currently in really ex ex exciting and interesting so what, what was the barcelona internship it was this company called cyberclick um it was just a digital marketing internship but again i think it was more about the experience of being in another country is do you what think I, I mean it sounds like you benefit benefit i didn't study abroad but it sounds like you benefited a lot from having that internship abroad Looking yeah. back, was that the right move or did you wish you had more of that free time to explore and travel? No, man. I mean, it was the right move. And I'm fortunate <laughs> again to be in a position like financially, I was able to do it. I think credit wise, I was able to do it and still graduate. But also, again, it's more about what you learn abroad. And like, I was very intentional when I went. I wasn't necessarily like going there to party and just like be with all my college friends. Like I went alone and um I wanted to just immerse myself, meet other people. I met a lot of lifelong friends on that trip too. So very intentional I, here. Yeah, man. I mean, oh, I'll keep going to the journey, but um, so yeah. I did my internship at Momentum. Like, long story short, got it. First big internship in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And what year was this? Like, was yeah, this like your was junior year summer? Junior year summer. So at this time, this was two internships already. Um, so junior going to senior year, I was living at home, commuting into the city, working at Momentum. That's fun. That's good life. <laughs> it was such a good time. I just turned 21. Mm -hmm. Just got back from happy the hours, hanging yeah, out, hours, meeting coworkers. Exactly. So fun. Um, and yeah, just really was a sponge there. I think that was the internship. I was like, okay, this is it. This is what I want to do. And um, just learned a lot again about management, advertising. So I came back my senior year and then I was, again, studying marketing at the time. I didn't really have any understanding of advertising outside of that internship. Sure. And then went to my professor and I was like, look, this is where I worked. Like, this is what I want to do after I graduate. And like, where's the best place to do it in Chicago? And she gave me two places. One was Leo, one was Ogilvy. Mm -hmm. She's like, I know two um, former Butler students that were there. Of course. Um, like, hear their names by all means like go do your thing so i reached out to the person from ogilvy that was kind of a dead end that didn't go anywhere i reached out to a woman her name was natalia welch um, shout out yeah shout out I, i'm gonna shout out a ton of people with this do it um but yeah two she graduated two years above me so she had mm -hmm. a sweet spot working there at the same time and i feel like again a tip for the people listening that's a good like time to reach out to people i'd say when you're about a year or two years out of college you're more eager to give back i'd say someone at my level i'm like i'm very generous with my time i mentor a lot of people but 
I can't do it all. I think when you're a few years out of college, like you're still wanting to give back, you're still new, you maybe just did the internship. So I feel like when you're reaching out to people at companies, like definitely go for the people that are like that just there. Um, when they just got there, or you're saying they're two years in their role. No, no, I, I think it's anywhere between like one to two, even if they like just yeah. interned there. I think they're more hungry to give back and be more present, but they also have some knowledge on like how I got there. Like, yeah, right, just lived it. Yeah. And that's just why we like, try to actually change the strategy of the show. We've had a lot of CEOs, CMOs, yeah. CCOs, and now we're trying to get back to the two to three year. Yeah. Like we noticed that's like the sweet spot for like the most lessons. Which is, it, I mean, I think again, like I didn't have any connections really coming out of college. So, a lot of the stuff I did was just reaching out to people. Like, again, like, so I did the Leo um, reach out. Yeah, you did the Ogilvy and you did the Leo. Yeah. And, and then you reached out to one person at e each agency that were both alums of yeah, Butler. And then Leo, they were very receptive. The woman, Natalia, was like, um, would love to have you next time you're in Chicago. Like, would love to host you, meet some of the other former interns that converted into full time. So I think I met around nice. four or five people. And like a shadow day, basically just um, had coffee with them. Not necessarily like got to see what they do, but more just like sitting, chopping it up, hearing about their story. And then that was probably like September. Then this was about January when the internship application opened up. I had reached yep. out to all of them. Not necessarily like, oh, put me on, like give me an internship. It's more just like, hey, thanks again for your time um, last year. Like really feel good about this application. Like hopefully our past crossed him again, keep it short. Isn't that funny though? Like, yeah. I mean, it's like they knew what I was doing. Of course, everybody, yeah. you, gotta, you gotta play the game though, right? Yeah, like you gotta, they, hey, I just wanna check in, let you know, yeah. like I really appreciate talking to you. We all know like 100%. And, and now you're on the other side, you know it yeah. too. But you, you appreciate the effort. Like, yeah. you, you have a way to, to be blunt about it and be direct for what you want. Cause that's another thing I'll tell people too is like, don't be shy to ask for what you want yeah especially when i say like you go to more senior people like don't beat around the bush but i think in that situation it was more just like i know they probably don't have a lot of power um i'm not gonna they don't really know me but I, i'm just gonna shoot them a thank you and see where that goes so um if you want to buy hadn't heard anything but again we're still feeling pretty good about everything and then another woman who i uh, met through a friend at college he was asking me, he's like, hey, like, how's the Leo process going? He knew that I really wanted to work there. I was like, oh, I haven't really heard anything, but like, I'm still pretty optimistic. And he's like, oh, I, um, someone that I went to high school with, um, you should talk to her. Her name is Kalar McCurder. Um, I actually just got breakfast with her last week. She lives in Chicago, but uh, she was in New York. So like kind of full circle moment. But mm -hmm. um, she had same thing. She was like, um, we did a little chat on the phone. She's like, come through the office. Would love to meet you and then she actually took me directly to the recruiter at the time her name was michelle bolanowski mm -hmm. and i remember sitting in her office she's like emery like heard so much about you i have your resume right here like all those people that had um like you spoke to like you're at the top of this um like this um like top of the resumes and i was like oh that's pretty cool like um and then sold her on my story, gave her my elevator pitch. And then she was like, I've never done this before, but I'm going to let you pick like which brand you want. I'm going to give you an internship on the spot, but I'm also going to let you pick which account you want to be on. Holy cow. So I'm like, That's incredible. And this was again, this was April of senior year. Like, you're, I, didn't, oh, you're I didn't have any internship leads. I was like, of senior year? 
senior year. So yeah. again, like the goal was always, I was going to live at home. So like, I didn't have the pressure to be like, I got to lock something in right away, but I was For like full time. Um, again, like all your friends are getting jobs. You're like, you get it's, to different. Yeah. It's you tough get, when you're comparing yourself to your accounting CPA yeah. friends oh, and your investment bank. I get that. Yeah. And listen, I was pretty set on getting a, a full-time entry-level job when I was graduating. Yeah. But I, I wish I could tell myself to like relax and, yeah. and, and you, an internship is perfectly fine. You have all the time. Yeah. And one of the things you brought up earlier is like one of the things that you would do differently. Like I don't, I don't want to change much of my story, but I think the one thing I tell myself is like really just focus on what you want to do because mm -hmm. the amount of jobs like non-advertising, non-marketing jobs I applied for that oh. were the field. I mean, just waste of time. Like, oh, marketing, like this internship or this job at like, I have no idea what the company is. Um, but like, yeah. I just invested my time in the like the few companies I was really focused on. Yeah. But um, yeah. So um, for you, it was agencies. For me, yeah. it was agencies. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I think I was pretty open to anything. But like, again, the internship at Momentum really opened my eyes and been like, mm. that's what I want to do. So anyway, so um she gave me the internship she's like pick your account um like at the time they had nintendo samsung altria um trying to think of some other ones too but um they're the only nintendo. i really wanted to focus on were samsung and nintendo yeah and she's like "Ooh, like samsung that's a tough one like they're a global client no intern has gotten hired i was like all right bet sign me up so I was like, if I'm going to be here, I might as well like shoot for the stars and like get the full experience. So, oh, I would have gone. What's the easiest one? No, I mean, that's the thing too. Like that's, that's more short term minded, but I was like, I don't really, I can't curse on here. Can I? You can curse. Okay. I don't really give a fuck if I don't get the internship. I'd rather just do it right. Mm -hmm. um, so I ended up, yeah. So I ended up getting the Samsung internship and yeah, it it worked out really well. Again, like the hardest I've grinded in my life, it was two years of 60, 70 hour weeks um, commuting two hours from this. What do you mean? It was two years, though. What do you mean? Well, well oh, yeah, let me, maybe, let me. Yeah, see, so yeah, no, you're good. I wanted to just clarify because no, so I'm learning too. Yeah, the internship itself was three months. Right. Um, and that was also a pretty, like, it was a grind. Like, we definitely had our internship projects. Yeah. Get stuff to do, but. Um, I was just how many getting, people, how many people were in that internship? I think about 40 across account management, strategy, creative production. That's a lot. Um, yeah, they had a lot of different roles. Yeah. And honestly, it was a really great internship, like very structured. They yeah. like lunch and learns. You got to meet a lot of people network. Yeah. But again, I came into this, I was a senior, like you did it though. This is like a lot of people break in. You just did your break in story. Like, this is huge. Like to yeah, get no, that this, internship for turning point. This is right. Turning. So, so you did that for three months. You did a great months, job on the yeah, internship project. I was locked in. Like I was a lot of the, again, a lot of the people came into the internship like, oh my God, I'm so excited. This is so fun. But like happy hours, city. But like I had done that the year before. Sure. And I was like, I need a job. I need money. So and, like, and you also, yeah, you, you might have debt or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. So you, it's you, like, you're, you're not going back to school. There, there's right. no fall. You're not, there's no. And again, like I, I was fortunate because my parents knew about Leo Burnett. That's um, nice. So I'm sure everybody was like, oh, I know that. Yeah. That's the, like explaining yeah, that. to non-advertising friends that I am doing an, another internship. Uh, I skipped over one in college that I did. It was just like at a small PR advertising. So like, this is sure. the fifth one. Sure. Um, so again, my parents were like, they had, I had their blessing. I was living at home, saving my money. And then they were like, okay, like do your thing there. 
lot of my friends were like, why are you taking an, an, another internship after college? But like, I was like, no, this is like the dream internship to yeah. get where I want to be. So yeah, yeah. I was locked sure. in and like other interns would be like, oh, we're stopping work at five. We're going to get a happy hour. We're going to do this. I'm like, no, I'm like, I got a meeting. I like my team's doing this. I'm doing whatever they want to do, like taking on more projects. So like I was locked in. So um, by the end of it, um, like we had a little internship project. I, we ended up putting that. So got some momentum from that. Um, and then I got the job full time. So again, like I beat the odds of no intern being hired onto this crazy ass account um, and got a full time job. So nice. That was the turning point. Um, Leo, again, like back to like the, the two years, it was a grind, I think, for a lot of reasons, just like the hostile culture, um, just like working to be the best version of myself, but also just learning. And like as an assistant account exec, like you probably know it, it's just like you're learning the fundamentals. So like you're going to make mistakes. Like I had my boss was an account director, so I didn't really have anyone to like really work into um, like show me the ropes or mentor me like I just had to learn it on myself with like his supervision which I think again it benefited me now but um yeah it was crazy man but again got to do a lot of great work um like got a ton of film experience which is pretty rare I'd say for someone assistant account exec especially in Chicago mm -hmm. um so it was about a year in like again role is going great I just moved to the city and I get hit up by a recruiter from Wyden her name's Barry. She was, she's no longer well, there. Barry Wellman. Yeah, you know her. She was uh, on the show. She's at Apple now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, she had hit me up in August of 2019. You know her husband created, yeah. you know her husband created Puppy Monkey Baby? I don't even know what that is. What is it? Puppy Monkey Baby is like the craziest Super Bowl commercial, like in like, I think the 10s. You gotta check it out. I think it's for Doritos. It's just like, okay, just check one of my favorite crazy yeah. ads okay. he's cool people but um yeah this is she hit you up about yeah, a year yeah. into leo you're yeah, yeah 2018 i had no desire to leave chicago I told myself it was a crazy dm dude it was, i honestly thought it was spam it was like hey i'm because you know you get like mm -hmm. a lot of dms from recruiters that are like hi copy and paste like we have this role or like just wanted to see if you're real estate marketing agent yeah, or, or even like some of the advertising ones are like so generic where I'm like, I know you sent this to 100 people. And again, by all means, like not bashing, just more like be creative. Um, so I got this crazy message from her where she's like, have you ever thought about um, getting a canoe and going all over the Pacific Northwest? I'm like, what the fuck? Um, so... I replied to her and I was like, yeah, like, would love to chat. Like I, again, why didn't like, I was 22 at the time, I want to say. So again, mm -hmm. like, this was all new to me. And I, I knew of why didn't I'd say not in college, but when I was in the industry, cause every time I'd read ad week yeah. at age, like they're doing all the great work. I was like, damn, that's a dream. So I'm like, oh, this is crazy that she's hitting me up. Um, and then went through the interview process. I interviewed for a few accounts. They flew me out and then. Didn't get the while role. you're while you're while you're at Leo, you're yeah. you were and they this wasn't like you were getting on a Zoom call, right? You they flew you out. You had to take a day off. Yeah. You had to be a little sneaky. I have a funny story. So I actually interviewed twice. The first time I didn't get it. And like I think that's another turning point in my story was um I was interviewing. I was like going to a separate floor in Leo. I know it's like Brad saying this now, but like sometimes you gotta do it. Hey, no, this is legit. Um, this is real life. Yeah. Yeah. It's like taking the call, like booking over my meetings to like do this one thing yeah yeah and um 
interviews went really well. They're like, we want to fly you out. Like, do what's really cool about Widen is they do a full day of interviewing, but it's not it's not really intense. It's more just like cultural fit. And what I mean by that is you're having 30, 45 minute hour long conversations with people, but it's more just like a vibe check. It's not necessarily like, tell me about this time. Tell yeah. me about this experience. Yeah. It was very much like, let's just go to lunch. Let's get to know you as a person. Like, let's hang out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even just see if Portland is a good fit for you. Again, I've never been there. I didn't know anyone there. I guess that makes sense because that means a lot to them. Yeah, exactly. Like, so like I can't remember what I told my team when I flew out. It may have been around a holiday or but. Um, anyway, I, I flew out, had this great day of interviewing. I remember I, I wore a blazer, um, which is kind of funny looking back. Some nice chinos and Converse because Converse, like that was another account they had at the time. Affiliated Smart. Um, so again, I wanted to show like I was cool. I was put together. Like I wasn't just some kid in Chicago. I was like a pretty well put together person, but um, didn't get the job. And it wasn't a no. It was uh, more like, later junior we like you but like we want someone for the specific role with more experience were you mad that they you know a lot of time you flew out there you 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 prepped you you got the nice chinos out pressed and you're like surprisingly surprisingly, no man because like i was really happy at leo like i knew i was so young into my career another piece of advice is like don't compare yourself to other people i think like Early on in my career, I was definitely someone that was like, I got to beat this by this level and like hit all these milestones. But now I'm just like, you got to enjoy the ride and think about like your own journey. Um, but no, I, I because yeah, it you had some, you had Leo to fall. Like, it's not like the end of the world. Yeah, you, like, you're, like, and it you're home in Chicago. You're in Naperville. Yeah, you, you know. I was in the city at the time. I was, well, yeah, but you, you're like, home, your family yeah, home yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. So I was like, it's, you got a sweet gig. You're yeah, living dude, the dream. I, I had no complaints. I was blessed. So like, and that probably helped you a lot in your interview too, because you're relaxed. You're not trying out. You don't. There's less pressure. On that, that's why you know it doesn't hurt when you have a job. Yeah. You know, to take those, take those interviews. Take like talk to some recruiters. Do the schedule over your schedule. Yeah. Because then you're actually probably in a healthier mindset, and you probably yeah, could be right. yourself even more. And you hit it. You hit it on the hammer. It's just like I think there's a balance of like the when you're out of college interviewing is more of a two-way street now it's more yeah. it's less about like what you can provide to this company it's also like is this a cultural fit for you like what can the company do to your growth when you have that first job under your belt right yeah, when you have that you had that great and now you're chilling you're yeah. chilling with the leo i get the pressure when you when it's your first job and sometimes you don't really get to pick your first job so no, like I, you you were yeah. very fortunate you worked very hard you earned your first job at a great agency not everybody gets that and they have to work really hard there to get noticed at another agency as well. So I understand that. But once you start getting into your groove and you establish yourself, then you then it's very much so. Why would I want to go out to Portland mm-hmm. when I'm doing well here in Chicago? So yeah. what and happened that, after that? Yeah. So I remember there was this box they gave me when I got to the hotel. And it was just something simple. It had the widened logo. It was just like welcome memory. And like a little welcome package, whatever. And because it wasn't a no, um, it was a moment to be like, you know what? I got some more work to do. This is what I think seeing it in person really helped mm-hmm. me contextualize. I was like, I need to be here. If I really want to take off in my career, like this is the place I need to be. Wow. But I got some more work to do and I'm going to go do that. So crazy. Okay. Wyden was really big on film. And again, I was 22. I didn't have too much film experience. Um, so I basically went back to Samsung and I was like, 
what productions do you guys have? And like, how can I get on that? And they're like, what, what do you, why? <laughs> they're like, all right, <laughs> like, what, what like, change over the weekend? Right, right, right. <laughs> I was like, oh, I just saw this beautiful film in the theater. No, it was just like, um, that was the thing. I was like, okay, like, yeah. is what they're looking for. Like, I, I think I had done like one shoot at the time. And yeah. again, I had a, a director, account director there. So like, I didn't really do much. But this time around, like, it happened to work out. Like, everything got something is like, it happened to work out that we just had two crazy productions going on that I was involved with both. One was right. a holiday campaign we were launching. And another one was we were doing a film for the Samsung Developer Conference, like the opening keynote. Nice. And my boss was like, I'm going to go overseas and do this holiday shoot. You can go to LA and do this developer conference film. And it was nice too, because um, we also packaged it where we did like some social video through another shoot. So like, it was really good experience because like, it was just me out there. And it was a nice moment where he gave me a lot of autonomy and like the film went great or the production went great. Like the film came out nice. I actually got to go to San Francisco to see it come to life. So like, nice. it gave me a lot of confidence. Again, probably one of the hardest periods of my life. Like I kid you not 80 hour weeks, like Monday through Saturday, like 1 a.m. 2 a.m. Like it was nuts, but I gained so much confidence from that. Yeah, where I stayed in contact with Wyden again because it wasn't a no. Like I, you, I was talking to New York for a little bit, but the Portland mm-hmm. office had hit me up. They're like, "Hey, we have this other role it's on Trolley and it's on um, PNG for their Thinking Mom campaign." And what was really nice is you don't really get a lot of these moments in your life again. But I took the same flight this time around. I actually had to lie to my boss and said. Um, cause I was like last minute, I was like, oh, I got to take off Friday. They're like, why? And I was like, oh, like my mom, like I got to see her or something like that. So, um, I ended up flying to Portland on a Thursday, took the same exact flight as like a few months before, stayed at the mm-hmm. same exact hotel, woke up at the same time. Like, it was just like, I was reliving my life. Yeah. But now again, like I have this new, but you felt like it was time. It was time, man. I was, I was so locked in. I had this new form of confidence. I was like this, I'm not leaving here without a job. Um, So went in, like was cool, calm and collected. It was funny because when I interviewed the first time, Barry was like, just know you're never going to wear a blazer again here. Like that's not the culture at Whited. Um, so left the blaze at home, like still had the chinos, still had the converse. Um, but I wore, I think like something else. Um, and then again, just like, it was just some incredible day again, like getting to be back there and be like, this is mine and I'm claiming it. And that was on a Friday, came back the following Monday, got a note that I got the job. Nice. And then had two weeks to move to Portland. So um so that that was widen and and widen's really i mean like i'll keep going with my journey but like i think the whole summary of it is just like being very intentional not forgetting about i'll say what's important to you Um, very intentional in the end like i think a big moment in that was i could have said oh like f widen yeah no to me like yeah yeah but i was like no like i gotta put my ego aside and just like listen Mm -hmm. to what they said and just do the work to he did And yeah, yeah you demanded yeah. to go on some production and it ended up yeah. working for film. Yeah, man. So that's incredible. I, that's the journey, man. I, I know I talked a lot, but I was going to say that that's like the turning point. Everything after mm-hmm. that was kind of just like job hopping, like getting more experienced. Um, I went from wide in Portland. I was there for like a year and a half, um, then did a stint in New York. 
New York office for a year and then went to Mullen for a little under a year. And then I'm at DoorDash. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have a lot of questions, but okay, yeah. I um, wanted to let you talk a little bit. I've, I've been rambling. So absolutely. Um, and then the experience at Portland, did you see that it was a culture fit? Was it everything you ever dreamed of? Um, yeah. and then you said you also went to New York. So high level, what was it like once you got there? Cause yeah, we know I how really you work Portland. Like it, it doesn't get a good rap, but I'll say a few things. Like, I mean, I'm a black man in this space. It was definitely us moving to Portland. Um, it's not a diverse city. I will say having at the time, Wyden had recruited a lot of black and people of color. Mm-hmm. So I found my tribe there again. It was, it was nice. I didn't know anyone going into mm-hmm. it. Um, so it was nice just to have that community. And, and what is really cool about Portland is they have Nike, they have Adidas, they have some other agencies that have Wyden's like a lot of those people run in the same circle. So I'd say yeah. coming out of college to Chicago, I was pretty confined to my college friends and sure. my high school friends, not so much industry friends. Um, and I think Portland is what got me that. Um, and what's nice too, is like being in New York, a lot of those people, I'd say majority of my friends that I met in Portland are now in New York. Um, so it's been nice again, to have those relationships continue on, but I liked Portland again, like it was, it was an interesting time too, not to derail, but like, um, I was there during the black lives matter protests in 2020, mm-hmm. so like being in that space and like really seeing what was happening firsthand. It was, it was a really eye-opening experience for me. So I think just like being on my own, being independent there was a great act to Barcelona. I'll say like, it was a great moment for me to just grow as an individual, but also just get to be with the most creative people and the most hungry and it's like some of the best in the industry. And just like re- at such a young age, I got there when I was 23 and just like get Incredible. excited that. Um, that's really shaped my career. So I'm, I'm blessed for Wyden. I think both Portland and New York. What um, do you do from there? Because Wyden Portland yeah. is often, is, you know, the, there's very few agencies within that caliber, or at least the branding and the perception of it in the industry. Mm-hmm. It's hard to beat that. Yeah. So where do you go? Like when, when it was time for you to leave, to go to New York, Yeah. was that like, what was the mindset? Were you depressed? Like, no, I did it. Like I did, I, I made it to the top of the creative a- agency experience yeah. or what was your, what was the, yeah. what was that transition like out, well, out of it's it? In, it's interesting because I'd say I came to New York at a pretty like wide in New York. So like I went from right. wide Portland to Portland. Pretty yeah. interesting time because I'd say at that time they had won a lot of business and like they wow. were really on the up. Yeah. Like I think a few months after I joined, they just dropped the Travis Scott McDonald's campaign. Oh, yeah. Um, I was working on Michelob Ultra, so I had, like, no... Yeah, plans. but... Like, it was just, like, oh, shit. Like, this is, like... there's. I it, forgot. That was, like... That was, no, like, the like, biggest thing ever. They were, and, pop, they were definitely popping off during that time. And, like, there was a so lot of... good. There You're was like, a lot yeah. of stuff going on. And, again, I didn't know that going into that agency. Like, I know they had just got McDonald's. I think at the time they they put out the the Super Bowl meal campaign where they showed, like, like Kim Kardashian's meals, Kanye's meals, but they were just mm-hmm. like tabletop shots. Sure. But I knew like they were starting to ramp up, but, and they, yeah. they had done a lot of Sprite work. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like this is a big deal. And I got you're in New York. It's yeah, like, you have well, to try. I was, I was physically in Portland still because New oh. York was like pandemic. Oh. So I ended up staying in Portland and then I ended up moving back to Chicago to, but like, I never experienced New York in person. That's one of my biggest regrets, but Damn. um, it was interesting even to just see how the two op- 
offices operate differently, but yeah, you still feel a white in culture. But again, like I worked on Microsoft, I got to do a lot of stuff with um, Serena Williams, Jimmy Butler, Anthony Davis. Like we did um, Super Bowl campaign with them. I got to do um, some golf work, some NBA work. So like really tying in passions with um, the brand marketing stuff I was doing. And then I didn't even talk about it. At Portland, I, I worked on Trolley, PNG, Coca-Cola, and Fisher-Price. So I like got a breadth of different experiences. And then, uh, yeah, I got to do New York for a year. And I think it was just... But you were, still, you were still living in Portland. Living in Portland. So I was in Portland, I think, from yeah. like Feb of 2019 until October of 2020. And I started at Wide in New York, July of 2020, and then moved back home in October 2020. So I was there. I was in yeah. Portland for like three additional months yeah. after I started at the New York office. Gotcha. Um, so and then what, no, what happens at, what happens after that? How, what, after yeah. New York, you, you jumped around a couple other agencies you were saying, yeah, no, I, I just made one move to Mullen low. And I, I think there's a few reasons. Like I haven't really been too open about this, but I think I just wanted to, I needed to get my confidence back in a way, meaning like Wide in New York was great for me, but I think I really had a hard time during the pandemic um, just because I didn't really know anyone. Like from Portland, I knew my entire team. Then we went remote. With New York, I didn't know anyone. So it was really hard for me to make those relationships, especially in account role, like clients, like all that stuff. I think I was still trying to figure it out, but I needed to go somewhere to get that back. Because again, like I talked about it, like my Leo days, like just like grinding, like living good life, whatever. But yeah. I knew I had it in me. I was like, it was less about the agency. I think it was just like more from my own personal journey. Yeah. Um, so I jumped to Mullen and it was great for a lot of reasons. I think like um, I got a lot of autonomy. I got to become a manager um, and really just understand some things outside of like the day-to-day making creative work that I think really um, rounded me out as an account person. Mm-hmm. But I also knew that I really wanted to get back to just making great work with really smart people, ambitious people. Um, and that's where the DoorDash opportunity popped up. So here we are full circle. We all so bring it home, bring it home yeah. here. Bring it home. But, um, yeah, so this was, I'd all, I'll, I'll preface this. Like I had always been a big fan of DoorDash. Um, like I'm a marketing nerd. I always look on LinkedIn. Like I don't really post a lot, but like I'll always like scroll through LinkedIn. First thing I wake up, I'm always following her. Like what brands are hot? What are they doing? Who are the yeah. CMOs? Like what's the vision they're setting? And like. I'd followed her lesson to, right there. Everybody should be doing that. Yeah. I mean, do, like what I tell people and like coming up in college or like anyone that I mentor is just like, just read the trades, like follow thought leaders. And like, again, you don't have to be like hosting accomplishments or just like what you're doing. It's more like just absorb it because naturally you're going to be exposed to different moves people are making. Like yeah. what are, what campaigns are coming out? What brands are doing like different things and like, yeah, I literally put on, what I do is I put on post notifications for my favorite journalists. That's my yeah. PR side Mark. too, but it helps a lot on Twitter and also following in, on like ad age and ad week on Instagram. So when you're naturally scrolling, mm-hmm. you get a little bit, you get a hit here of some, you yeah. learn a little bit, but then yeah. back to whatever you watch yeah. on your algorithm. Exactly. So am I big person? I'm a big advocate of like, you are what you consume. So I thought mm-hmm. like, oh, like. Rather than waking up and scrolling Instagram for 30 minutes, like every day when I wake up, I'll scroll LinkedIn and just like see what's what's going on. So anyway, so like I'd followed DoorDash. I was a big fan of all the work that was coming out. And there was a guy I met at a conference end of 2019, um, right before the pandemic. His name was JT Pierce. And he was the managing director 
um, at an agency in San Francisco at the time. And we had sat next to each other. It was a conference called Here Are All the Black People. I ended up mm-hmm. um, getting a stipend to go um, with White in Portland uh, to basically recruit people, but also just do my own networking. I, I positioned it as a growth opportunity. So like I wanted to be in New York. So I, I was like, I want to learn more about the city. I also want to just network for myself, but I'll also put White on the map when I'm there. So they were able to give me a little budget for that. Nice. Um, and then I ended up sitting next to this guy named JC Pierce. I thought he was like so incredible. He was young, like head of an agency. At, like maybe he was like 30 something. I was just like, yeah, this, this dude's like legit. So it, two years had flown by. He had left his agency in San Francisco to become the head of the creative studio at DoorDash, like basically like a managing director of our creative yeah. studio. And I remember seeing the post on LinkedIn again, like, this is why it's important to just kind of be in touch with the updates um, and like congratulated him. And then I think it was like a month or two later, he posted this role about a brand supervisor. And like, I read the job description. I was like, oh, this is pretty in line with like what I do and like what I'm trying to do more of. And yeah, this was like October of 2021. So I wasn't too long into Mullen. I was probably like, three months and maybe four months in um but again i I had that ambition i was like i i want to go and like be at the best place work with like most talented smartest people is this guy you're saying from conference you knew yeah yeah because a lot of time who you work with like i gotta work with like this is a dream i gotta learn from and again like i i i'd followed her um cmo kofi for a while he's Mm -hmm. he's also west african like again like just like being in the industry, knowing and seeing him and looking up to him, I was just like, no, like this is a company I want to be at for a lot of reasons. And um, so I hit JT up. I was like, hey, just see you posted this role. Is it based in San Francisco or New York? I had no desire to move to San Francisco. <laughs> be honest. There you go. But, like, but he's like, no, it's remote indefinitely, but we have offices all over, inclusive of New York. Like it's our second biggest market. It's actually, I think, like now become one of our biggest. Um, we just opened a new office like three weeks ago, but, um, so yeah, he was like, I'll put your name, um, and the pipeline, like, let's get some conversation going. So first was, um, an interview with the recruiter, Tammy, and she was great. Again, like just chem check to make it seem like, okay, like, is this guy qualified? Like, what's he about? What's his story? And then the second chat was with JT. And this time it was actually like a more formal interview. Um, and it was, it was, I don't say intense, but it was definitely like, oh, this is a different ballgame. Cause every time I had interviewed agency side, it was more just like, oh, like, what have you worked on? What have you done? Or, yeah. Like, this is very much like what impact have you drove? Uh, like what processes have you established? Like, like it was more like the way that DoorDash interviews, it's, it's really smart. Um, and it, you walk away again, like back to the whole, like two way interview is like, you're going to know if you, one, you're qualified for this role, but sure. I don't want to interview here. Yeah work here but also they know okay can this person actually do the job gotcha um so yeah the second um interview was with him like challenged me on a lot of stuff but like i was prepared on point and then the third part of the interview was panel interviews and you do four interviews um with four people and then they all conglomerate together talk about all the different candidates and then they'll end up um like Talking about, okay, like, who do we want to move to the next round? Mm-hmm. Following that, are we good on time, by the way? We, we do need to start wrapping it up. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up. But, uh, um, so once we finish 
um, the panel and then have to do an assignment. And it was, it was actually pretty interesting because he was like, um, you have to, here's a business problem that we're working on currently. Yep. And you have to figure out how you would go about solving it. Not in the way of like, here's a creative output. It's more like, how would you even attack this problem? Hmm. What the steps you would do to like lay the groundwork? Yes. Understand your thinking. Yes. I approach. Yeah. That's really important. We, I guess but. we don't really do that. We kind of respect boundaries yeah. in our creative process in advertising. We don't want, we, we're not looking for a, like not too much, I don't think. Yeah. So it's cool. Cause again, like I had to take a step back and be like, all right, I'm, cause I'm interviewing for a marketing job. I can't think of this as like an advertisement. Even that did, that, did that scare you or you, were you, no, you I think I was, I was ready for that jump. And like, again, like I, I had done a lot of research on the company. Like, again, I had a lot of people I'd reached out to like just brand side to understand what their world is. And like, I was ready, man. Um, and again, with, with, thorough research, but also just like trusting my gut. I think it got me to a good place and then made it past that round. And then um, the final interview was with our current executive creative director, her name is Mariota. She's delight, like South African woman, um, boss, like mm -hmm. she runs the show now, but she's incredible. So like that was just a, a chem check just to be like, how are you? Like, how is the interview? How are you feeling? And then got the job in December and then been here since. That was December of 2021 and started wow. officially Jan of 2022. Amazing. Yeah. And looking back, no regrets leaving the agency world? No, man, I'm happy. Again, like in my role, like I can talk a little bit about the creative studio, but um, we're an internal creative team. We work with our internal marketers here, but we also work with agencies. Um, like some include the Martin agency, got a handful of other agencies. Um, I think what's pretty cool too is like being agency side and a lot of my team is that we have connections to the folks agency side, but also just an understanding of who's doing good work. So we're always looking for best in class partners. Um, and it's been really nice, man. Like I've learned a lot, one as a marketer, but two, just as someone that works um, at a company as such so large, I think we're at like 10,000 people. So knowing how to stand out, knowing how to drive impact, knowing how to translate what you do into other departments. I think sometimes like even in an account role or creative agency role is like you only know what you know. Being at a brand now with so many other departments, I had to realize like how small marketing is and even within that, like how small the creative work is. But how do you make sure that your work has visibility and is respected across all the different departments. So I was like, is that, I think that's a skill that I've learned since I've been here. It's still being refined, but um, that's something that, again, I, I wouldn't have been able to get. Because we don't, we don't, we don't even think about that on the, on right. the agency side. Yeah, man. So it's been good. Again, like we, we do a lot of great work. Again, work with a lot of smart people, like probably the smartest people I've ever worked with. Uh, and it's been a blessing just to be able to soak everything in. And it's really, again, like, Tying it really full circle is even with the, such a large company is I know I'm a human here. I know that my voice yeah. is valued. I have a point of view. Um, kind of like how I was at Butler. Like I wasn't just a statistic. I was, I was actually Emory. I was able to bring something to the table. I love it. And that's all you can ask for. Yeah, man. I think there's been a lot of lessons in fact here. I think the one thing that I take away from you is how intentional you've been, you yeah. know, from you. not work like, I would have probably taken the easy route at the Leo internship, right? Yeah. Like I would have, you know, relaxed, coasted, like I already <laughs> achieved things. You didn't stop when you reached Wyden Kennedy, Portland, you explored to, to go to New York and, you know, like even like working in New York is a tough piece of its own. You just keep pushing yourself. 
and that it just it just seems like you know yourself and that success just basically radiates towards you it seems like uh and from our conversation and people listening it, it's very apparent so how can people reach out to you if they have further questions because i know they will and i'm sure they'll want to connect with you and do all yeah. that what's the best way to do that yeah, I think the best way is LinkedIn. It's just Emery Barnes. Um, shoot me a message. I always love to talk with people and learn and give back. I know we were chatting before we hopped on. Like, if there's anything I can do for you, Gino, like, let me know. But also, for anyone listening that identifies with my story or resonates with something or, again, has interest in something that I've done or something that I talked about, like, shoot me a message. Again, I, I love building community within this industry. And that's at all levels. I think it's not even just people above me or people at my level it's it's also people that are just trying to get started so my door well, is open. you should start a podcast man i know i feel bad as i did most of the talking it, it didn't feel no bad. you're good i'm saying yeah. like we'll yeah. talk we'll talk after this let's do it yeah man maybe get some ideas going maybe in the part two in the future but um no this was fun man it's a pleasure well thank you for coming on i know we can talk further but uh we'll we'll leave it for two people to talk offline appreciate well, you appreciate you gino see ya thank you Thank you so much for listening to this entire episode of the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. If you like what you heard, it would mean a lot to us and help us grow and get better guests and better break-ins if you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave us five stars and a small review if you have the time. Be sure to connect with our guests if you like what they said by going to our Instagram at breaking and entering pod it's all one word breaking and entering pod on instagram we have links to their portfolios and their linkedin and they want to connect so do that and thank yous thank you to mikey malarkey our audio engineer and buchan jung our creative director can't do without you two and a team from the university of illinois it's a student team from the agency called AdBuzz, their PR agency. And it's been a pleasure working with them. Thank you all so much. And we will see you next week with another amazing guest. Thank you so